Welcome to Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. I'm Amy Spreeman. And I'm Carolyn DeRosier. In this episode, we're talking about the challenges facing people who are experiencing memory loss and the people who care for them, whether it's a spouse, a child, or other caregivers looking for answers and help. In 2015, it was estimated that 115,000 people in Wisconsin had dementia. By 2040, that number is expected to increase to 242,000 people with dementia, and that's according to the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. Locally, a brand new program has just launched as a resource. The Fox Valley Memory Project has a new program called Memory Link. The program provides free support and resources to people living at home with memory loss and their caregivers in Calumet, Outagamie, Winnebago, and Wapaka counties. And Amy, I know this is going to be um, so important with those numbers more than doubling in the next 25 years. That's right. And, you know, for this program, Carolyn, the organization hired two resource navigators to offer a compassionate ear for families to use as a sounding board. And they offer resources and easy solutions for families to try with their loved ones so that they don't have to bear the weight of their dementia journey alone. We're going to hear from one of them in just a moment. But first, here are some of the voices from people who recently attended the Memory Links open house with curiosity and hope. She has dementia. She took a test and she did not pass it. And she had me take the test and I passed it with my <laughs> colors. You no, know, we've been battling each other ever since. She doesn't have it. She doesn't believe she I has it. I know I have it. There's nothing I can do about it. But otherwise, everything's fine. Her short term memory, memory is, is bad. shot. Yeah. Right now, I'm able able to take care of myself. She can still bathe herself and put lipstick. Read. On. I can write. I'm new at this. There's only so much I well, can so take. Well, so am I. And I know I'm going to have to go out and start looking for places. Why can't I stay at home? I'm going to hold on to her as long as I can. I know what it is. And like I told her, push comes to shove. I get pushed. You no, get shoved. I will not put her somewhere where they will not take care of her. I'm Joyce Smith, and uh, we are formerly from Arizona, but uh, 20 years prior to that, we lived here in Wisconsin. I'm, I'm J.J. Smith, or John, whichever you want to go by. I'm 81. And I'm 79. We met 59 years ago in the Air Force, both of us. And, of course, uh, the kids, you know, Want us to move back yeah. because yeah, they figure they got to watch us. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so anyway, we moved back about a year and a half ago. She has been experiencing some memory loss and, uh, you know, was so diagnosed. We've met other people that um, I, I kind of think they might have some of the problem I do, you know, at times. Around the house, I guess, now and then you... You wonder, you know, why it's taking you longer to find things, or, or you, I put it away and I forgot where I put it, or something like that. You know, that's when it's a, a, a sign to you that you, you, you know, you couldn't hide it. I guess sometimes it's it's frustrating for me because you know I, I try to figure out you know what's going on. You know, this is one of these sometimes the people the closest don't realize it's happening 
Yeah. Until somebody, like our son, noticed it first. And that's when I finally realized, yes, that there was, in certain instances, okay. Uh, now, for example, they just started this, what they call this memory link. And if you have a question, problem, whatever, you can contact them. And then they can go out and get the resource that you need. Memory link is very exciting. It sure is. It gives you everything you need to know. I am Alice Pollock, and I am a volunteer with the Fox Valley Memory Project. Um, have done uh, many volunteer opportunities. Um, my mother has memory loss. In fact, we've been engaged with the Fox Valley Memory Project for many a year. We've done bus trips with the organization. We have done memory cafes with the organization. Um, it has been the greatest tool and kept my mother in a, in a great place. Um, the people she's met through all of the activities with the Fox Valley Memory Project have, been, have become her friends, her new friends. She has such a comfort level with the people with the Fox Valley Memory Project. And now that we have the navigators, this is just a great tool. So I'm really excited about what we're doing here in the Fox Valley with our navigators. It's people that uh, are affiliated with our organization that go into homes or speak to people that are in the first stages of memory loss. And, and that can be overwhelming. And they know all the resources. They will guide people with the resources that are available. Uh, suggest having them um, diagnosed to be sure that we know what we're working with and again fitting them into opportunities that are comfortable at their own level um, so they have and one is actually one is a uh, registered nurse so she has the medical background the other one is um, social services background so she knows again all of the resources that are out in the community so um, we have got the right people in place you know, there is the, the stigma of um, me, myself, someday. So let's keep this thing, this Fox Valley Memory Project, alive. Let's help these people. And it, it's just so, I don't know how to explain it, but when you are working with these people and you're with these people with memory loss, it is so valuable. You feel so gifted to spend time with them when you see the happiness it brings them. Um, it's beautiful. I, I get excited because I... The growth has been immense. And I, I actually have talked to people that moved to the area for the programs from other states of the union, if you can believe that. And um, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm Mike Rorkast. I'm the executive director for the Fox Valley Memory Project. We have just launched in the past month a new program, first of its kind in Wisconsin, called Memory Link. And in that program, there are two uh, specific resource navigators, Sarah and Christy, and what they do is they work with the individual with Alzheimer's or other dementias. Alzheimer's is the most common form of dementia. Uh, equally important, they work with the caregiver and could work with multiple caregivers if there's more than one caregiver in, in taking care of the person with the diagnosed dementia. And they can work with them for two weeks, two years, there's no time frame. Uh, it's a free service. Uh, it is an evidence-based program, meaning that it's been used in other parts of the country, and it's been shown to help improve the quality of life for the person with dementia and the quality of life for the caregiver. It's also had other benefits, too, in terms of reducing health care costs, reducing 
um, stressful and costly ER visits or hospital readmissions. Uh, also been shown to reduce stress and anxiety levels of the caregiver, which is very important because caring for someone with dementia can have a lot of challenges. Uh, anywhere from if the decision maybe needs to be made about taking the car keys away and not in, and so because it's too dangerous to finding where to find a good healthcare organization to get a specific diagnosis or to get some other healthcare needs taken care of. This was a key missing part of our organization, and it's actually a missing part for caring for people with dementia and their caregivers, and here's why. So when they get that diagnosis, if they do, unfortunately there's no cure, and, it, and we all know we're going to die, but they know that that is how they're going to die unless something else happens, you know, before that, before the Alzheimer's would, and, it, and, and there'll be a lot of challenges. There's not really much that the healthcare community can do in terms of medications, there's, you know, they can't, you know, surgery, I mean, there's, there's, no, there's no treatment for it. Now, there are some medications that can help with some of the symptoms, so the healthcare can help with that. But other than that, then it's, they have to then learn how to live each day with a progressive disease that increasingly causes more memory loss and more inability to do everyday problem solving, starts to eventually have physiological changes to the body, uh, meaning sense of smell, taste, uh, your, their sight narrows, their, their broad vision can narrow. So there's physiological changes that start to happen too. And so our organization and these resource navigators can help that person, the caregiver and the person with dementia, as the disease progresses and help them properly and effectively address whatever the issue is that's, that comes up as the disease does progress. Eventually, you know, if the person needs long-term care, um, you know, to move into a memory care unit, they we try to connect them with what the options and ways to figure out where's the best place for their loved one to go and help them through that because that's a very challenging decision too. Uh, for a caregiver, I know I struggled putting my mom into a you know having her go to a nursing home, but it was the safest thing for her, and uh, because yes, it was just the safest thing. She no longer could live on her own. And we couldn't get her to move up here with us. She lived in Ohio. Um, I mean, I, I just think back to when my mom had it, and I didn't know then what I know now. And so I would have been able to provide better care. But there wasn't any there wasn't any type of support down in Ohio. I had no resources here. I think I called my EAP. They didn't have much other than well, go to the Alzheimer's Association link, which is good. They're a good organization. I'm not knocking that. But there wasn't anybody to talk to, um, you know, and, and it, was, it was challenging. And we hear that same story from families today. They get the diagnoses, they go home, and then they go, well, what do I do now? And who's going to help me when, you know, i got to deal with the car issue? Who's going to help me when there's incontinence issues? Who's going to help me when, you know... I've got to do things, but I can't leave my spouse because it's not, you know, but I got to go, my, I got to go to my own health care appointments. How do I navigate through all those challenges? And that's where, and that's what this person's, what their role is, is to connect them to resources. And whether it's our programs or, or somebody else's, we're, it, we're trying to fulfill their need. 
this program has been used successfully in other parts of the country. Um, it's first of its kind, though, being used in Wisconsin. Um, and it was the result of a federal administration for community living grant. Uh, so we received a three-year grant, almost a million dollars over three years. But we had to come up with some um, local uh, match dollars for this, and we'll have to look to local funds to continue this program once the federal dollars run out. Because the federal money is really seed money. It's a non-renewable grant. They help a community, an organization like this, bring new programs or expand into new areas to get greater care out there. But then they then you have to come up with the long-term funding source. Um, so in the first year, we had to come up with around forty-five to fifty thousand dollars in match funds, and we've been so blessed that the Community Foundation of the Fox Valley Region, um, they gave us a very significant uh, portion of that, uh, $15,000, which was great. Um, we've had some individual other companies, U.S. Venture, Menasha Corporation Foundation, have really supported this initiative. The, the, the federal grant only funds either brand new programs, they don't fund any of your existing programs. So, because people were asking, well, you got this big grant, why are you, why do you need money? You know, I mean, why do you need, you know, I'm like, well, this is why. And then, oh, okay. So, so that, that's important to know. So, the, the federal ACL grant, the million dollar, the dollars that's coming from the feds, and then the match dollars, that all has to go to either new programs or expansion of some existing programs where they don't exist. So, that's what they're funding. So the Memory Link program is is a new program, so that qualifies. They also did give us an ability to fund moving our MindWorks program, which has been a very successful class for people with um, early to mid-stage dementia that also gives the caregiver respite time because they don't need to stay with the person. It's a facilitated class focused on physical, mental, and social engagement activities. Um, and we're, they did give us funding to expand that program into the more rural parts of Calumet and Wapaka counties. We, we run a number of programs historically, like memory cafes, and those are wonderful programs, but they don't provide a continuity of care support to the family like this program will. A memory cafe is maybe you attend a couple of those each month. You've got 20-some other days that things could be happening. Uh, in the journey of dementia, and we call it a journey because a journey changes. Um, the needs change, the, the behaviors may change, the challenges for the caregiver change, um, and we help them through that process, that journey. We'll be right back after this brief timeout. Join the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region in making our community a better place for all. You may have come to a point in your life where you feel called to give back. You do so for many reasons, all very personal. What motivates you? Perhaps you feel strongly about a cause or an organization touched your life or the life of a loved one. Maybe you want to create a legacy and set an example that inspires others to give. Or perhaps giving is a way to re-engage your family members and pass along values to younger generations. For the many different motivations for giving, there are also many ways to give. The key to having a rewarding experience is finding the best fit for your charitable goals, financial goals, and personal preferences. 
We'll work with you and your tax, legal, or financial planning advisor to determine the best plan for your situation and goals. Learn more at cffoxvalley.org. I'm Reg Whiteven, a local attorney with McCarty Law and a board member for the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. The Community Foundation is about connecting the needs of the community with solutions, as evidenced by the Nelson Family Crossing, a walkway linking Kakana and Littleshoot. I've also seen Community Foundation staff connect my clients to certain causes or charities. I'd like to connect you with the Community Foundation's helpful and passionate staff. Please call 920-830-1290 or go to cffoxvalley.org. The Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region works to strengthen our community today and for generations to come by helping people, businesses, and organizations make a difference in the lives of all. Get in the loop. Stay informed about what's happening in the Fox Valley through the Community Foundation. Our blog shares stories of impact about the arts, education, community improvement, healthcare, human services, and the environment. Sign up at cffoxvalley.org backslash loop. See how giving matters. We are back, and we thought we'd hear from one of the two resource navigators hired to lead MemoryLink. Sarah Swant and Christy Miller, as you can imagine, have their hands full, but that's a good thing. We caught up with Sarah, and here's what she had to say about her work in the Fox Valley. I just am so thankful that we're able to do this and we can offer it to people for free. Um, it's such a, a way to, to just knock down that first barrier. I'm Sarah Swant. I'm a resource navigator with the Memory Link Project, which is a program of the Fox Valley Memory Project. I just started in January. Uh, Christy and I started. So we're new to the project, but we've both been doing this kind of work for a long time. So we're just excited to see that what we thought was the need is turning out to be a really good resource for people. There's so many places that we can refer people to that can help, and we can all work together, and most of the services are free. Um, and then people can also call and get education. Sometimes they'll get a diagnosis from a primary care doctor and go home, and that's kind of all the information that they get. So for us to be able to explain what's happening in the brain that might be causing some symptoms they're noticing, it seems to give people relief just to know, oh, that's why they're doing that. Okay, and then they can kind of put themselves in their shoes and have some patience as far as how to manage those symptoms and behaviors. So we can work with people ongoing, over the phone, email, text, in person, whatever is convenient for them. And we can work with people that are living at home alone um, if they don't have a caregiver, we love to be resources for them too. Or if it's just the caregiver that we're working with and helping them with tools and strategies for you know, simple everyday things to make life easier for them as a caregiver and for the, their loved one with dementia. And we know as the population is aging, which it is, um, the proportion of people with dementia is you're just going to see more and more of it. We would love to catch people as early as they're noticing some changes. That way we can kind of um, steer them in the right direction for going to get um, an assessment done, a formal assessment with a neurologist, and then get on the right medications for them and get resources set up. 
the earlier the better. That way, as things progress, because it is a progressive disease, so to have an idea of the resources out there and already be involved as it goes along in its journey, we can um, really help with that. If people can call at any point um, in this stage, though. Like yesterday, I got a woman that came in and had been noticing that she's been, you know, having trouble finding words. She didn't know if it was normal aging or not, but was being really proactive, which is amazing. So we kind of went through 10 different warning signs of um, that it's not normal aging and talked about what she might be experiencing. And so the earlier, the better. And that's why we're really hoping to reach as many people as we can, um, both with Fox Over Memory Project and with just Christina getting out there because it is a need. And so many people are caregivers and they feel the responsibility of providing the care themselves, which is understandable. You know, your loved one does want, you know, a wife or a daughter taking care of them ideally, but we just can't, we can't do everything. We can't be the only caregiver. So to let people know, what's available to take the pressure off of them and just give them support where they need it and they can direct us um, so they can continue doing what they want to do or like to do and then we can try to get help around the other things. We are in Outagamie County, Winnebago County, Calumet, and Wapaka. So we're really trying to get into um, some more rural areas too where maybe people have been um, living on their own experiencing this and haven't gotten help. So like I was in Clintonville yesterday, we were in Opaca the week before that. We're trying to get out there and let people know that we're available. Um, and it can just even be a phone call after that. So they don't have to come to us, whatever is convenient for them. We are doing a program with people that are living alone with dementia in those rural communities to get them transportation to our memory cafes so that they, if you don't have a caregiver, that doesn't mean you can't participate. You know, we can provide this to you and it's of no cost to you. It just makes it so much easier for people to just continue getting that help and not have that worry because they've got medical bills and other expenses, home care, and just to have that weight off their shoulders is is just such a nice thing to be able to offer. I'm finding this out more and more as I continue with the Fox Valley Memory Project uh, because I don't think that when you grow up here, you realize how unique it is. Um, I have my grandma uh, lives in Madison, has dementia, is progressing, kind of moving into different stages right now. My mom's caregiver, and I tell them what we're doing up here, and they don't have they don't have it, and that's Dane County. So I, I'm not sure why it's like this here, but I know how thankful I am to be able to tell people when they call. I have total confidence when somebody calls that we'll be able to help them because of all of the resources that we've got. And I really applaud Fox Valley Memory Project for making the partnerships that they have because it's not always like that. And they've really made good bonds with the other resources. So we're all a team and we're getting help from everybody. Um, we're not fighting for the different referrals. It's, well, we have this and then they have this and let's make sure you're connected, which I, I think is such a neat thing. Carolyn, what a fantastic and much-needed resource here in the Fox Valley. We are pleased to be among the many community resources working together to help Memory Link get off the ground with a $15,000 grant from the Bright Idea Fund within the Community Foundation.
That's right, Amy. And the grant supports a local match requirement that's connected to the federal grant. And additional match support is still needed. So if you or your organization are interested, we'll put the contact information in our program notes today so you might be able to help as well. And we hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thanks so much for listening. You can subscribe and get all your episodes wherever you get your audio. We'll see you next time on Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. Mm-hmm.